Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pie, y'all say chef, pie chef. You listening to Pie Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV, and you can watch it. They got 19 seasons, that's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show, not the food though, but the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first name. Cause I don't know everyone's last name And I'm trying to be polite Now enjoy the show Welcome to Pod Chef, episode 109 I'm your host, Jamal This is the official Top Chef podcast Tom Colicchio made us do it um, My co-host is here, Reeve, say hello Hello, everyone. So nice to be here. Another episode. Uh, another another episode, another week, um, another guest, because the person who does show prep is here. Um, so, you know, the show is like a lot of prep and a lot of work behind it. Brian's also here. Um, so we're just, let's just let's just uh, introduce Brian. Did you have something to say? Yeah, that a podcast takes a lot of work on the back end, too. Your front end, I'm back end. Reeve shows up some from time to time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you drag me for not doing any work. Reeves is the, really the one here that's uh, that's not pulling his weight. But we all signed I up I keep for this that. thing afloat. <laughs> yeah, we friend. all signed up for that in the beginning. Yeah. Reeves wasn't going to do any work. I was hey. very upfront with my level of effort yeah. that I could provide. And, and was willing to provide. Mm-hmm. He used to get clips. I used to do it. You might get Even, clips next week, actually. Yeah, but even that, if we actually think about Reeves getting clips, was it 30% were do- like double clips that I already got? It was so. kind of, yeah, we didn't have to do it that way. Yeah, we did. So. Wasn't efficient, but no. it is nice to have choices. It is it nice, is nice little... to have choices. And speaking of choices, can I really host... quick before we talk about the guest? Okay. Is that Go the ahead. first time one of you has come at me on the show? <laughs> I only did it because Jamal's constantly coming at me and I need to like. <laughs> Show him who his anger should be directed at, not at me. I mm. well, that's interesting, right there, to hear that you think it's anger that I'm directing at you and not contempt. They're they're in the car together. <laughs> I think those are two different cars. If I'm being quite honest with you, anger is a what a four by four. Like, do you mean content a... or contempt? I said contempt, and this is the thing that he does. So when mm. he doesn't hear a black person speak. He quickly is like, let me correct their English. And Brian, I know you have a lot of friends who are liberals. And I just want to reiterate. <laughs> Most of them are. I just want to reiterate. Not all of them. Yeah, okay. not all of them. Not you have a lot of, you have a conservative leaning, you know, high school friend group. Um, but leaning. It's actually, the, yeah, because they lean. Understatement. Because they fell over. <laughs> they they fell, fell in. They were leaning and they fell in. The fell point is, it's actually not okay to correct a black person's speech, which is also something I found out recently. So, you want to tell that story? <sighs> you guys know that I got my horniest horniness removed. 
Yeah. We do. Of course. We talked about it in yeah. detail on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got my horn. Well, hold removed. on. You No, no. You got your, uh, uh, let's just say you got your. Um, oh, yeah. Your, you can't say that anymore. Let's say the the spark. You got the, the spark. spark I got the sp- I got the spark snuffed out. If you know what yes. I mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The candle has been put out. Yeah. Yeah. The surgeon went in. Doctor um, Pupicello went in, mm-hmm. opened yep. you up, and then found the candle and just. Whoosh, he did it like that NBA that, player did when they did the dunk, and he blew out the candle when he did the dunk. Mm, it was like yeah. that sort of. Just I mean, as difficult. Yes. Yeah. So when so, I was there, there was a an anesthesiologist. And he came in. And he said, "Hey, um, just so you know, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put a needle." He said, "Needle in your knee." And I uh-huh. said, "Do you mean needle?" And he said, "You actually can't correct me." <laughs> I mean, in your defense, if someone who was gonna put something in me that would hurt me, and he put a B instead of a D in the word, yeah, I'd want to confirm that they actually meant needle. And not Nebel. Yeah, and then he he was not happy about that. He said, "You can't correct me." And I said, "I'm sorry about that." And then he put me under some laughing gas, and he said, "We have to do like two injections just to like numb the area." And then he the first injection went in was fine. The second one kind of hurt. And I said, "Oh, that must have been my knee knee cap." And he was like, "You shouldn't be able to make jokes under this much drugs." Well, the laughing I said, gas. I said, "I said, Doc." Look at the intake form. It says I'm a comedian. That's Check on there. Intake. Yeah, it's on my intake form. They say yeah. occupation. I say making motherfuckers laugh. Yeah. Wow. And they like, said you can't put motherfuckers on this. And when they gave you the gas, that just intis. Jesus. What the fuck happened? <laughs> ah. Do you want to ah! that again? <laughs> Before Reeves recovers, why don't we introduce the guests this no, week? Well, I think we, I, I did want to get start, into this. Start, Go ahead. Okay. Get a clean one. Someone set me up for it. It wasn't even that good. Set me up for it. What were you talking about? Oh, uh, I can do I, it. I said that my occupation was making motherfuckers laugh, and then I can't put that on the, the intake form. Yes. And when you've had laughing gas, it only anticipates... <laughs> <laughs> It's pronounced intensifies. Intensifies. You can't correct him. He's Irish. I can't do hey, it. You've There's done your best. Okay, that's all right. That's Ooh. okay. Okay, and that's Ooh, the guest. Yeah. That's the guest. Mm-hmm. The guest. Uh, we have a guest this week. Um, uh, also a world traveler. I don't think she's a pirate. Uh, she's an improviser as well. Um, Lauren Gable's here. Hello. Nice to be here. <laughs> Okay, she immediately jumped on board. Uh, This is new territory for us. We usually don't have... This is the second one, so we've established the pattern. Yeah, we've kind of established the pattern. This is what Reeves loves. We get into the nitty-gritty of improv. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I can pretty much guarantee you I'm not going to do it at all. Well, I feel like you guys will, so it's good. How's your fall going, Lauren? Oh man, I'm having a great fall. Um, I guess I haven't had the chance to do that many like very stereotypical fall things yet. I haven't, I have not even ordered a pumpkin spice latte from any coffee establishments, uh, which feels illegal. Um, That's like a Costco membership card for a lot of white women. I know, I know. They're gonna take it. They're gonna take my card away. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, But I, I still have a few more weeks to make it right, which is good. 
I appreciate you talking about food and us not forcing you to bring it up. Um, That is the show. Uh, We talk about food. We educate people on it. Um, What food have you eaten recently? (laughs) That's fall related. Oh my gosh! You know what? What a cool and normal like way to bring all this up. Um, what food have I <laughs> eaten hell? recently? Um, I uh, I had some chips earlier. I had some Pringles as there a we snack. Go. Well, what flavor? Really what flavor? Barbecue. Yeah, they okay. were on sale. The purple one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I have a follow up question now. When you had your first Pringle, did you find it hard to just stop at one? Uh, you know what I did? Yeah, uh, okay. the advertising is true. Okay. Okay. You popped and you couldn't stop. It's true. Yeah. Have you had apple cider donuts yet? No. Like I said, I'm not doing fall right yet, That's but I, I, I have a few more weeks. I plan on doing that as soon as I can walk. Oh, I'll yeah. walk all the way to the apple orchard and get them. Yeah. They won't deliver it to you. You got to walk to the orchard and pick yeah, those I donuts. Asked. Yeah. They won't bring them to me. Um, Lauren, what are you cooking? What you been cooking lately? I'm cooking. Um, I haven't. So, uh, my one of my most toxic traits is that I don't really cook. Um, okay. I microwave pretty like much it. all of my okay, meals, well, no, or I order them out. You lost me. Okay, order not take it I, out. I got. I am. Yes, I'm with yes, you. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I'm. I'm with you. Microwave. I don't do so much, but yeah, take out all the time. Yeah, Brian's not allowed yeah. to use the microwave. We don't want to litigate that again. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Um, we can't really talk about it. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, I will. Is there like a different word I can use or I want to make you sure can use right. um, spark. OK, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of spark, uh, I got a, a bright light in the night. Uh, a messenger came to my door and uh, delivered by scroll and and candlelight a uh, entry from Tom Colicchio's travel diary. If you want to hear it. Oh, a wow. Scroll showed up at yes, your door. Please. No, a messenger with a scroll. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Holding like a, a FedEx light. guy. No, no. This was like a think of like Game of Thronesy type messenger. Like a, a, a woman that was naked. Okay, so that was pretty obvious. Yes, that's, okay. that's who showed up to deliver the scroll. That's Game news. of Thronesy. That is Game of Thronesy. Either sure. that or it was a dragon. Sometimes no, it wasn't often. a dragon this time. It was a woman who was naked with a scroll. Did she also disappear into a cloud of smoke at the mm. end? It was more like it was a fade in. It wasn't a disappear. It was like oh. a fade into the, the cloud of smoke. The cloud of smoke. And so I cool. almost said smog. That's the wrong franchise. Do I have dragon. something and it's contagious and it's making people say stuff wrong? Is that what's Maybe. going on? Maybe. I don't know. Is that what the new COVID strain is it, does? Is that what I that sneeze so. thing was? Did you put it through the mic and then we all caught it? Yeah, it was some kind of internet virus that now you guys have it, and everyone's going to say words wrong now for the rest yeah. of the episode. So that'll be fun. Yeah, something. Spe- so to. speaking of fun, uh, can I just read this real quick, please? Uh, travel diary I got from Tom Colicchio. I wish that you would. <clears throat> so this is day seventy-eight. That's not a repeat day, is it? Who knows? Uh, no. Okay. No. No. Great. No. No. All right. I think so forty-eight. We've done okay. 40-something, but definitely not in the 70s. Okay, well, this is day 78. Yes. So, like I like to say, a little over a month. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what it says. I've been writing riddles oh. and leaving them around the camp to solve. 
when I stumble upon them at a later date to amuse myself. I found two of them today while setting up a coconut tea party with Spalding. They read the following. Oh, this is pretty good already. All right. I once met a chef in Portland who never liked to cook with porcelain. Her name is a cleaner opposite of a nightly demeanor. Missing deadlines is why other chefs beat her. Okay. And I don't know what the answer is this. They mean competition beat her, and I think I know what this is. (laughs) I I think I know who it is, too. I don't know who this is. Who do you guys think this is? My guess? I'll read it again. Hold on. It says... Yeah, give it to me one more time. Yeah. I once met a chef in Portland who never liked to cook with porcelain. Her name is a cleaner, opposite of a nightly demeanor. Missing deadlines is why other chefs beat her. Is it Padma? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'll read the second one that he's got as well. Okay. I once met a bald man in Houston, who so probably a black guy, who gave let's me. Let's see pot, how he. Let's see how he rhymed something with Houston. Who gave me a pot to cook couscous in? <laughs> that works. It works. It works. Oh, well, shut me up, right? <laughs> He had a great run. His carrot cake was so fun, but he ran out of steam and got sent home in week 13. Okay. So we know it's one of the black contestants in Houston. Lauren, do you have any guesses for any of these? Um, I think I might know the second one, but I, I, so I watched the four episodes of the season, but I don't know if I know them well enough to actually remember their, anyone's names yet. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you you right now, I don't think either one of these people are from this season because he says, I met a bald man in Houston, which Houston was season 20. And then I once met a chef in Portland and that's season 19. Oh, they can't like, they, the chefs aren't like from there. That's referring to the season. No, he's, he's talking Uh, about when he met them. She's not wrong. She, he could mean that. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) But why would he start off by saying I once met a chef in Portland? Probably because he wanted to rhyme Houston with couscous in. He already he had he had the couscous in line, and he was like, "What can I do?" He went backwards. He worked backwards. And yeah. he worked backwards. Yeah, he yeah, you can't just throw that back. away once you come up with something like it's that. It's too good. It's for sure that he didn't start with the season that the chef is in, and then try and find something to rhyme in it. Hey, we'll he, never know. Maybe yeah. in a hundred years they'll go back and they'll do English class on this, and they'll read it and they'll say, "Students." Where's Tom talking about? I once mm-hmm. met a chef in Portland who never liked to cook with porcelain. Her name is a cleaner. I think they would phrase it as demeanor. students tell me what Tom is talking about. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about what Tom is talking about. And you guys tell me. Missing... And I'm calling on the kid that's asleep in the front. Yeah. Missing what? deadlines what? is why other chefs beat her. Huh? We could work backwards and name cleaners. Oh, and that's see if Dawn Burrell. Oh. That's dumb. I think Lauren had a good idea though. Just Her name is a cleaner opposite a nightly demeanor. Dawn. That's clever. That's something you come up with when you got kind of got sunstroke. I think I was close with Padma though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're super close with Padma. All right. What's the next one again? I once met a bald man in Houston. So it's got to be one of the two black male contestants in Houston. Yes. Who gave me a pot to cook couscous in. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great run. I love it every time. His Send carrot, it to Lil Wayne. His carrot cake was so fun. Who made carrot cake in season I 20? I think it was a Darren. 
Damar. Damar. That's what I meant. Damar. And you do confuse Darren's and Damar's. So, That's the name of very similar D. Yeah. So the end of okay. his, his writing says, I have so no I'm idea who I'm pattern. referencing with these two riddles because I haven't found the answers I hit as well. Okay, so he hit oh, the answers. Wow. Like, oh, he didn't know. Maybe we'll find out in the future or something like that. So that was Tom's travel diary, but not so much about what he's doing, just that he was he found some riddles that he wrote and then found again. So That is nice. That's an interesting way to, I mean, I don't remember being there and having that kind of entertainment around that there were like riddles that we were finding. I don't Weren't you gone by day 78? I don't go back and check the records, but maybe. Cause you left a little after a month, right? A little after a month. I did leave. I got on a plane. I stopped the plane. I got off and I went back to save him. And at that point he was ready to go. Of course. Okay. He was ready. feral. Yes. Ready to work on yeah. Farboy Island. So I, I wouldn't have been there. That makes sense. Okay. I wouldn't this have been is, able to do it. This is smart, though, because what we've learned in Alone. Lauren, do you watch Alone? TV show Alone? No. Okay. I don't. Okay. I, I promise I watch a lot of really good shows. Just Name the them. We're talking. Name them Name all, them please. Right now. Name we'll, two right I mean, now. a lot of so many of them are uh, Glow Up, uh, Makeup Glow Reality up. Show, mm-hmm. um, Make and uh, The Great Pottery Throwdown. Yep. Pottery. Yep. Show. Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, do you watch that? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Oh my gosh. That is great reality television. It really is. And this show should be about that. <laughs> Let me just switch the topic really quick for this podcast. It'll be fun. A little mix up. <laughs> People like we did it before. People liked it. Yeah. My what I was gonna say about alone is that you if you when you're that when you're alone, like the titular you gotta keep your brain active or else your brain atrophies mm-hmm. and it gets small. And you you get dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not so, thinking; you're losing. If you don't, you know, it's people's say If you don't use it, you lose it. It's true. Yeah. These yeah. riddles that's science. Are good. So let's move on to chefs I prepared for you. <laughs> this is a segment we do every week where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and present it as if we're presented to the judges on top on Top Chef. I will go first. Chefs, I what do I say here? Prepared, procured. Chef's eye procured for you. All right. A Papa John's shakaroni pepperoni pizza. And this is the one that has pepperoni, a lot of pepperonis, right? It has a shack size amount of pepperonis on it. And I got to be honest with you, not my pizza didn't, but the advertised version of the pizza did. Um, You've never seen someone more upset that they hobbled themselves upstairs to get a delivery order. And they're like promised a shack size meal, only to find out kind of like a Muggsy Bogues. Size I was gonna say I was gonna say Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> too. It was a Muggsy Bogues sized meal. Chefs, I prepare for you garlicky, garlicky chicken, chicken thighs. thighs with scallions and limes. And a little, I have a question. I have a, a question. little bit of peas on the side. When you go to the grocery store and you buy scallions, hmm. do you ever get to a grocery store that just says green onions and you're like? Where are the scallions? And they're like, right here. And you're like, no, these are green onions. And then someone's like, they're the same thing. I think this happens about every single time I go in. And (laughs) I end up having a kind of who's on first style conversation (laughs) with whoever I run into at Whole Foods. You know, someone that works there. Yeah, We really don't come to any kind of strong conclusion at the end Mm -hmm. of it. Also, very hard to find chives. I always have trouble finding chives. I always want chives. Yeah. I, I stopped asking for chives at Whole Foods because they say, are you trying to say jive? 
Oh no. And I'm like, it's a whole thing. Because I'm holding a turkey. So they're like, yes. Do you, do you mean jive? Well, you kind of see where they're coming from, right? Oh, I understand it. I mean, I, I think it like is it. bad that they're saying that to you. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't. Yeah, I just don't like it. But it's yeah. presumptuous. Also, do you have jive? Because you're usually out. Mm-hmm. They don't have. It. They gotta go yeah. to. You gotta go to like, like a food lion for that. Well, I didn't know that. I jive... only get mine from Trader Joe's. It's off brand, but it works. You, you know? get your jive from Trader Joe's, Lauren. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the thing is, the Trader Joe's it's 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 like the same companies that make the brand name, but they put the Trader Joe's name on it. Sorry, That's in this right. case, Trader Jamal. I guess <laughs> jive. Trader Jamal. Okay. Don't spread that around anymore. Yeah, don't, don't say that <laughs> five times. Okay. How are you cooking this? Uh, you cooking an all-in-one pan on the top of the I, oven? Is this a one-sheeter? It is. I get out my nice Dutch oven. I get that Ooh. oil nice and hot. I crisp. crisp good grief. Uh, I'm very tired. <laughs> That's very okay. Tired. I've had very little sleep. I crisp the chicken skin. I flip it over. I put in some water, some soy sauce, all the garlic, all the stuff, and then I let it kind of simmer down for about 20 minutes, and then I eat it. Delicious. What do you use the bad Dutch oven for? Mm, good question, Lauren. Pranks on his wife. follow up. Pranks on his wife. Yeah, I use the bad one for pranks, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks. That's a great question. I'm glad you brought it up. Whenever I'm trying to like prank my wife or, you know, family members or, you know, children that come into the house, you know, trick or treating yeah. or whatever, I put, yeah. you know, all my funny pranks inside of it. You know, fake Hi. mice. Fake yucky, spiders. Yucky gum. Yucky gum gets sticky in there. I mean, if you have some ideas of stuff I can put in there to really surprise people, maybe a little spooky ghost. Yeah. I, I think you're all set. I'm, I'm impressed with, with the, the Rolodex of things. Yeah. Okay. He's a prankster. Chefs, last night I prepared for you uh, Trader Giotto's mushroom ravioli with mushroom <laughs> truffle sauce. Hell and yeah. this is sort of oh, a procure, but also a prepare. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I think it's... And, you know, I cooked it. Uh, here's how I pre- here's how I, how I prepared this for you. Took out my pan, put it on the stove, and I put a little bit of water in it. It says to do two tablespoons of water. I eyeballed it. Hell yeah! That and Brian, you've come such a long way. <laughs> even doing yeah. that, even eyeballing a measurement for you is a lot. That's, That's like yeah. gourmet cooking. And I nailed it, and I think I nailed it. You know, there's yeah. no one checking up on it, but I think I got it. <laughs> Imagine you turning the faucet on. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, then I opened up the bag and I poured it into there. Uh-huh. And uh, I did, you know, it was this nonstick pan, so it didn't stick. Nice. And uh, then I ate it. And my thoughts on it are that it was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of tasted like butter flavored, no, truffle flavored butter. And there was no too bad truffle flavored butter, not butter flavored truffle. No, I mean truffle butter. It's not the worst thing I ever had, which of course is um, 
that chicken you didn't cook all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that then was put back in the fridge. Like it was going to yeah. keep cooking in there. I told yeah. you not to eat that. That was the worst thing that I had ever eaten. And I got so sick. I mean, it was just so heartbreaking to watch you eat it and say, this is the worst thing I've ever had. And then continue to eat it. Cause you were like, I spent so much time on this. I really, I really thought, yeah, I wanted to make it my money's worth and my time's worth. And I mm-hmm. got so sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even like salmonella or anything like that. I mean, someone had like put, I don't know, something in it. And well, got... it was you. You cooked it. So you. <laughs> okay. So I put something in it and I got so sick. Oh, God. I can't even imagine what it would have been. I mean, like something that made me really sick. Like it was like if you if you took like a cold medicine, but it did the opposite. <laughs> uh, chefs. For you, I uh, I procure a paired uh, because uh, so it was it was one of those meals that I had to uh, spark, but it it included some assembly because you had to uh, horny this me. meal. No, mm. don't you? You're, yeah, well, that's okay. That's I guess that's my problem because I said spark could also be microwave, and also I'm sorry. I guess that's my fault. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Maybe you can call. Let's let's just make this simple. Whenever you say whenever you're gonna say microwave now, just say horny. Okay, and I then horny is spark. Easier. Okay. Great. I, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to saying my mom, uh, this recording. Hey mom. Uh, so, uh, last night I hornied my meal. Great. Um, but I only hornied the, um, the pork and pineapple part of it. Uh, but I, I separated the tortillas. And, you hornied um, the pineapple. How is the show worse now? We, Lauren, we tried to get, we, we wanted to get more women on the show to make us better. And it's making us worse. It's not you. It's us. There's something wrong with us it's clearly us yeah we know that now we just gotta accept it yeah sorry lauren's mom we really we're nice guys we promise yeah i actually didn't hear what you made (laughs) and that's almost worse (laughs) say it again please oh man really just keeping that listening to women train going good uh (laughs) yeah thank you for calling Uh, us out on that (laughs) It was a uh, pulled pork tacos um, with pineapple uh, onions and salsa verde. Well, pineapple onions? Is this a form of onions? Oh, no. or is this pineapples and onions? Comma onions. Right? No, I'm sorry. Pineapple comma onions. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pineapple comma onions. But okay. let's workshop mm-hmm. this. If mm-hmm. pineapple okay. onions were a thing, how would we make them? What would they taste like? And how would we do it? I assume you would uh, buy pineapples in a can. Yes. Filter out the juice. So you just have the juice and then dice onions, brown them and put the juice in and like reduce them down. Oh, so like caramelize them in pineapple. The pineapple juice. juice. Yeah. So sweet. (laughs) They're pineapple onions, Brian. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet there would be a really edgy bartender who thought they were doing something by like serving a drink out of a pineapple onion. And you'd have Mm. to, like, you, it's the kind of thing like you'd take an Instagram picture of it, but you wouldn't actually drink it. Yeah. Yeah. And it costs a hundred dollars. Yeah. You hollow out an onion and then when you touch it, it collapses. (laughs) So you sort of made out best door tacos, sort of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is what the package said. Yeah. Is this from Trader Joe's? No, this is from uh, it's the service is called Cook Unity. I can plug my promo code, and then we both get money off. Uh, but they they send you like meals like you keep in your fridge, and then you microwave them. Okay, so you don't have to cook. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, meal service is good. I like a meal service. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's vote on who uh, wins. I'm out of the voting, obviously, because I didn't procure make anything. I just procured, and I was, it was trash, so I shouldn't win anyway. So <clears throat> the voting's up to you three. I vote for myself, as I do every week. Smart. I feel very proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. and It's a good tactic, really. Yes, it's yeah. a tactic that I'm going at. I'm talking to the board to see that in the event that one of us doesn't cook, the punishment is we must vote for someone else. So that kind of like adds a vote. I haven't heard back from the commissioner yet. Yes, I'm hoping. And I'm going to vote for Lauren just because I think that she's the guest, and I love an Alpha Store taco, and I love something that you that's simple, and you're still kind of cooking it, but you didn't quite cook it, so that's what she gets my vote. All right, now Lauren, you're the tiebreaker. You can either vote for yourself or fuck this up. I think, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to vote for Brian. Um, okay. I think, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. nice... Great. Great. Cool. <laughs> Cooking's a nice experiment. Sometimes it doesn't turn out great, but uh, it's part of the process, and I respect That's it. cool, and that's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I love that. I love your shit. That rolls. Yeah. All right. Well, well we're a three-way deadlock again uh, this week, so no winner. Um, but so that means that the prize money rolls over. Yeah, much He's like wrong. happens in Las Vegas. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Wait, you didn't say the name of the episode. I said Vegas. I said Las Vegas. I missed one word. Vivre. <sighs> Vivre. Okay, he's going to keep all this in, by the way. Pod Chef. And we're back. Episode 109 of Pod Chef. This is Top Chef Season 6, Episode 4. Vivre Las Vegas. And this is where Brian puts the um, casino soundtrack behind us because we're in Las Vegas prime this episode. Lauren, how many episodes of Top Chef have you seen? Four. Four in total. Are they all from this season? They sure are. Yes. I started from the beginning because I want to make sure I was up on the wow, 12. That's really it. smart. And I think that yeah. more guests should do that. Yeah. Especially guests at the very end. They should watch the entire season and catch up <laughs> mm-hmm. too. Instead of, instead of doing what Zach Cherry did, which was just watch part two of the finale. Watch <laughs> a whole season. That's what Zach. we gave him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're caught up on the entire season. You know everything that's going as down As much right as now. we know. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. fully caught up. So here's my question. What do you think of the show? Did you yeah. watch the show? Have you seen the show beforehand, right? You haven't. So this is your first time viewing. What do no. you think of it? Um, no, I have not watched it before, but um, I do. I mean, like, I generally enjoy reality competition shows. Like, uh, I think it's fun because it's like, oh, it's neat to learn more about a craft that I might not have as much experience with. Um, I felt like when I was watching it, it kind of made me feel the way I feel when I watch the Olympics. Because, like, I, I've, you all know, I've said it before, like, I, I'm not somebody who cooks. Um, and so it felt like a, like somebody, um, they, they, like, they didn't cut the meat very well. And Sorry, spoiler for the end of the episode. They didn't oh, cut the boy. meat very well. And I remember being like, oh, my God, how do you? that's awful and then i have to remember like oh okay come on like mm-hmm. you, i eat give them a this break so yeah. that's how yeah. when you watch the olympics you think like you know big skier does a jump falls down you yeah. say oh god how'd they fall on their face they're supposed so, to be like or like oh like the announcement was like oh like what a disappointment i'm like oh man that does suck and i'm like i if i started training for tomorrow and did it for 10 years i would not be able to do that so mm. i guess i feel slightly like that when i yeah watching the show like oh i i, I need to give everyone a break okay. <laughs> that's true and it's tough yeah because you want to watch it and you want to be like you want to be like oh yeah he fucked up that beef but like you and i maybe reeves 
you and I and Jamal wouldn't notice anything at all. And Gail act like she Why was like putting the me in the in the offensive same thing realm ever. with you. I know how to cook. I cook. <laughs> but you wouldn't see them be like, hey, I hacked it with an axe. Well, no, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I, first of all, I would have made sure the meat was cooked properly. Yeah, you would have rested in the it. first place. And in reality, what I would have done is I would have said nothing and eaten it and shut up and made no complaints because I <laughs> yeah. will not send food back because I am lowly. <laughs> no, I think I think Lauren's got a point, and I think someone once said that the Olympics should all every sport should have like a regular person do it, and I think this is the same thing with like these types of shows: have a regular person in there. Who doesn't get sent home? Who just every week does the same thing as everyone else? You can like, really see. Oh my goodness! Okay, it and... scared me so much. <laughs> and now we're I'm here. So sorry. A little French chef. <laughs> That's uh, his name is Alu. The potato has some thoughts. So okay. <laughs> okay. Well, look. I. You know what? If I'd love to have a conversation with the potato. That's so nice. And uh, to the listeners at home, you know, that don't know a lot about sous chefs, when mm-hmm. a sous chef comes in, they don't have their name anymore their name gets erased mm-hmm. and their name becomes the food that they will be working with yeah <laughs> and in this case sous potato. chef is working peeling potatoes all the time yep. so sous chef is named potato until you know goes higher in the ranks yep i think this this, this episode didn't necessarily separate the skilled from the unskilled but it separate it was very classist it was a very classist mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. where if you haven't been tr- like classically french trained you're like kind of fucked this episode or even if you have been classically french trained and you haven't kept up your skills you're fucked right yeah yeah and they're definitely they're more lenient with things like that now in top yes. chef and they the past few seasons they have where they're more understanding that people come from different backgrounds and have different like approaches to food and stuff like that and it isn't all just i think dale talked about this that like european French cooking isn't just what good cooking is. Like good cooking yeah. can be a lot of different things. And they're better about it now, but yeah, definitely back in this time, 2009, it's all like European French. That's what should be great. Yeah. Which is boring. Not good. So speaking of the <clears throat> the classist part of the uh, episode, Daniel Boulard is here, or as they all kept saying, Danielle Boulard. Baloo the bear. Baloo is there. the bear is here. Who Eli said is one of the baddest motherfuckers out there. Yeah. And look, this is a long episode and I apologize, but the fact that Eli said that, I had to Google Danielle to see why he would say that. Like, I wanted to know why he thinks one of the baddest motherfuckers out there. So I've compiled a couple of facts about Daniel Balud. Before we go into this, Lauren, this is a a bit that Brian wrote, so we're going to experience it live. Go ahead, Brian. So these are some facts that I got from the internet about Daniel Balud, because he's Mm -hmm. the baddest motherfucker out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these are real facts. Uh, Daniel Balud does not own a stove, oven, or microwave, horny, uh, because revenge is the dish best served cold. Okay, that makes that's, sense. It's like, why would he need all those things if all he's serving is yeah, that one works. That yep. works. The next fact: uh, the quickest way to a man's heart is with Daniel Balud's fist. Mm, okay. And we're yeah, already he's got that six-inch fist. And right? The pattern is emerging already. Yeah. We see yeah. where maybe this has been <laughs> derived from. We keep going before we bust this wide open. Daniel Balud <laughs> spices up his food with pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Daniel Balud's belly button is actually a power outlet. Daniel Balud makes Can I ask cry. a question real quick? <laughs> Please. This these sites are I'm guessing maybe one site that you uh-huh. got this from. Uh-huh. Did it originate in maybe the early 2000s of some kind? Uh, yeah, okay. I think I think so. It looked okay. like it was from the early 2000s. I got a few more. Okay. 
Um, when Daniel Balloon was bored, the only person who cried was the doctor. You never slapped Daniel Balloon. A uh, few more. Daniel Balloon was once ordered a steak in a restaurant. The steak did what it was told. <laughs> Two more. If you want a list of Daniel Balloon's enemies, just check the extinct species list. Then I got one more. In the beginning, there was nothing. The Daniel Balloon roundhouse kicked nothing, and it told it to get a job. And those are some facts about Daniel Balloon that I found on the internet. Those are just facts. And um, for the listeners at home, Brian, with every fact, had a lever that he was pulling, so it would activate the fact. <laughs> um, very old school. Pull. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That fucking rocked my socks <laughs> off. And it did explain why he's a badass. So I'm, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad I could you everybody. There were more. There were a lot Let's of Let's hear them all, man. Let's there hear them all. You got more. I'll listen to them. The website's still up. <laughs> De- GeoCities since, website is it? Since 1940, the year Daniel Balloon was born, roundhouse kick-related deaths have increased 13,000%. Are you sure this isn't a Chuck Norris site? Who? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who is that? Lauren, he said Baloo. This is <laughs> Baloo right, right. the bear. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm being unreasonable. Ignore me. <laughs> On the seventh day, God rested. Daniel Balloon took over. <laughs> and Jamal, do you want to blast the clip maybe louder? Yes, can I just <laughs> clip? I'll play the clip? Please, please. The high stakes quick fire. High stake quick fires aren't only about the winner. In fact, in this case, it's about the loser. The winner will get immunity. The loser will be going home. Oh, shit. Oh man! High People stakes. Going home in a quick fire challenge. High stakes. We gotta thin the pack out. Rapid fire question. Yeah. Yes or no? Who here has had, or have Escargo. you had escargot? Yes. I'll say yes. Yes. I'm glad I'm yes. Okay. No. Quick, like quick. Yeah. It, fine. It's fine. It, I think like they talk about it. It's kind of flavor. It's chewy, or at least the one that I right. have is chewy. But it's like whatever broth or whatever you have it in is kind of like what yeah. it absorbs the flavor. I'm not gonna order it. If mm. someone at the table orders it, I'll eat it. But I'm not gonna order it. I'd rather have the mozzarella sticks or something like that. If we're looking for appetizers. And see, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not gonna order the mozz sticks. But if someone orders them, I'll have some. Yeah. Does that mean you're ordering the escargot? I'm not ordering that either. Jamal doesn't order appetizers. Yeah, I, and I rarely tip. <laughs> He's aware of the stereotype, Lauren, yes. And it's people like me. He said that it is actually the most subvert way to subvert a stereotype is to, is to do, it. do the stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> you save a lot of money that way, too. You guys want some more Daniel Balud facts? Um, maybe let's pepper them in a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. All right. All right. I got some good ones. I got okay, some good, good ones. So it's elimination quick fire. And this is how th- all high stakes quick fire should be because a high stakes means that there is a chance of losing something big. Yes. Yeah. Or else there are no stakes. Yes. This, this is Tom Colicchio pushing his chips all in. Oh yeah. All in high stakes. You lose your life in the freaking show. If you don't yeah. cook it correctly. Um, I like that Ron, uh, I think it was like Ron and Robin mm-hmm. got a little snuff over like who had whose pan. Yeah. And Ron mm-hmm. just kept saying like, those are my snails, baby. Those are my snails, honey. <laughs> Give me yeah. my snails. Give me my snails, darling. He said, those are my snails, sweetheart. Yeah. Even, when she, even when she, she was like, the this is <laughs> the pan going. with 
rosemary and stuff and he's like yeah those are my snails sweetheart that's mine darling and she was just like okay (laughs) okay there you go it works he also made a very funny statement where he said that the that the french people hate the haitian people and the haitian people made the hate the french people so he wanted to make snails to really show that Um, i think it was a great way to he was very funny when he said that so we get three chefs who are bad and Tom doesn't want to send anyone home. So he Which tells is him, what the fucking... Yeah. That was the whole thing. The he whole thing back. was... He went back on this. his thing. And then he was like getting scared. He's like, I don't want to send someone home so early. So he said, you, you know what go means? back there and That means me that the person who did the worst snail, he didn't want to send home. He didn't want to send them home. He was like, I, I wonder, what, what can this chef and not do? This a, might a be one-biter. the beginning of Last Chance Kitchen. Are you stealing my, my talking you? No, I don't read your shit. Did you I put that on literally here? wrote that in here. That this feels like it's the origin story of Last Chance Kitchen. So Jesse goes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of deserved the L here. I mean, if you were given two chances to to earn cook your way into staying on the show, like what do you what do you want at that point? Like, I also want to point out this is where we learn why Padma is the host and not Tom. Why he needs a host because Tom uses words like. The meal that we thought was the worst. And Padma will say, like, the one that we liked the least. Mm, and yes. then when he said, he said, pack your knives and leave <laughs> instead yeah. of go, yeah. which is way more direct than go. So I think yeah. Padma's there to soften the blow. Tom is direct. He's like, this is the worst meal I've ever had. You need to leave. So, Lauren, did you watch any of the extra behind the scenes clips that are on each episode where you can, like, see the, oh. the camera keep people, like, pull Tom aside sometimes be like yeah we mm-hmm. need to do this take again because you didn't do the line right oh no I didn't but I'm sad I missed it because I love the behind the scenes drama yeah there's a lot of stuff like that in this show and it's 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 so entertaining sometimes Tom goes into the uh, editing room he's like I got this episode you guys can leave yeah he just goes in throws on some cans and just starts yeah. pushing any button he can and he's like, I'm doing my editing. I'm in here. I'm in, you know, in my stew room. I'm making, I'm cooking yeah. in here. He just ruins episodes. Um, yeah. In this instance, they, they did pull him aside. They said, Hey, you're saying the main things, the show wrong. And he got right <laughs> in their face and he said, this is my show. I'll say it however I want to. I said it right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and Lauren, if you're ever wondering which episode is the one that you like that Tom edited, like how, you know, it's the one where the whole episode is just set to Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory album. Mm-hmm. And so you don't hear any of the cooking or talking. You just hear Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory album. Um, oh. And that's how you know that Tom edited that one. Yeah. And I wish Brian made a reference Jamal, there's no way you don't get the Linkin Park Hybrid Theory reference. You watch anime. And they do anime and like Linkin Park are directly crossed over. I haven't heard the album. So this is now I feel left out. Does he ever Lincoln? go in and try to like choreograph it like specifically? Does he ever like do you do you watch him try to pull out to say, hey, like can you enter really dramatically with this pot really quick? Oh yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. If you notice at the end when they called in the three worst chefs and Mike Isabella walked in like he was an ape and like was throwing his shoulders mm-hmm. like this, and Tom told him to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom said, You walked in like a human last time. Let's get one for just for shits and giggles. Yeah, Walk do it like in, an ape. Do do some shoulder ape shit. 
Yeah, he did. Give it. me your best ape walk, dude. And he did. And he said, "Yeah, let's keep that one." Yeah, yeah and then Tom good. leans over to the producer and he's like, oh, "That's the one we're using." Yeah, he's like, "Mark that one. That's that's the one." And that's and this is for any potential contestants out there. If Tom tells you to do it again and he's asking, he's directing you in a very strange way. It's because he's it. trying to really kneecap you and make you look <laughs> ridiculous in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but you'll definitely be in the show, so you oh, should do it definitely without a doubt. Oh man, devil's bargain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Jesse, um, Jesse eats it. Um, Jesse eats it. I also Kevin wins, which is very Kevin nice wins. For Kevin. Kevin and he truly nice. wins because the the immunity he wins this time is he doesn't have to take part in the elimination challenge. Mm-hmm. And the elimination challenge was the knife block returns, and each chef drew a knife that showed their traditional French sauce or a protein on it. The chefs then paired up each protein with its traditional sauce to create a six-course meal for a table of esteemed French chefs, including, and let's let's just roll them off, Hubert Keller, Daniel Boulard, Jean Lecaux, Laurent Turindil. That was offensive. Jo- <laughs> That's how you have to say their names. Right, Joël Robuchon. Chef of the century. Of the century. Voted uh, chef of the Century. century. That's in 100 France. years. For That's 100, 100 years. years, people have been voting. Yeah. He's not he even 100 years won. old. So think about Mm-mm. that. He's technically ahead of his time. Yes. So, 100 years. So yeah, Kevin gets to eat at the table with all of those rock stars. How does that even work? 100. Chef of this century. Is it just <laughs> guesswork? They're like, I think this food, you know. 80 years ago, maybe tasted like this, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> wasn't that good. It wasn't this so. good. And then they I, go, in 25 more years, this will probably still it'll be the also, best. It won't yeah. be as good as this. It won't yeah. be as good. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, let's just get it to them. I also love that they were like, hey, you get to eat with these people. You better have a suit. No one else had a fucking suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, he said, yeah, yeah, I got a suit. Again, I think in his mind, Tom got him. Like, Tom don't have a got his ass. Tom yeah. got him. He was like, make sure you wear the nicest thing you got. And he showed up and they were like, you asshole, this is yeah. a dinner. Can't you see how nice this restaurant's not nice enough for a suit? The seats are orange or purple plush seats. This restaurant <laughs> yeah. is ugly and you're it, dressed very nicely. It's a very ugly restaurant. I think the Joker, the 90s Joker, would have liked it a lot. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. it was, I feel like Kevin maybe knew that he was being set up because when like Tom was like, Hey, dress nice. He kind of went, ha ha ha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, another prank up. from Tom. Yeah. Pranked his ass. Um, it is sad to see really... Jesse eat it oh. by the way. Sorry. Did you go ahead, Lauren? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to say, I really like to picture like maybe uh, after they told him to wear a suit, maybe he went back with all the guys and they all helped him get ready. That was how I pictured the behind mm-hmm. the scenes mm-hmm. part Probably. of my mind. We know that they had a party. You can use my tie. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to wonder if they brought suits and if they, they did it, what did he do? Did they, did they make it for him? Was they it had also, to bring suits. was it also you know a why? design challenge? Remember season mm-hmm. one or season two where they made him do that sexy challenge and they, they had lingerie for whatever reason. Some chefs had sexy stuff to wear. So yeah, they definitely have suits. They might bring suits because it's like the potential that you might have to be front of house for restaurant wars. That's yep. right. So you're like, I yeah. gotta bring a yep. suit just in case. I really wish I had seen the scene of them, the boys helping Kevin get dressed. Because Kevin's like, I don't know, guys. Do I even look good in this? And they're probably lifting each other up. Just men supporting men. Like, none of this toxic masculinity out there. Just like Mm -mm. compliments. Like, unashamed, just like support. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so say Ron went up to him and smacked him in the face and said, what do you mean? You're definitely worth it. And they kissed him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said... 
Answer me this, Kevin. If you weren't fucking handsome right now, would I kiss you? And, and he and Kevin was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then and that was a breakthrough. That mm-hmm. was a breakthrough mm-hmm. moment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Everyone started crying. And, and yeah. there was that little lower two thirds scrawn that came on the screen that said, and people say men don't have emotions. Yeah. And then it like faded out to the commercial. And then it came back and was like, we're back in the kitchen cooking. You know, it was almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I like this elimination Fleeting, challenge. but no less meaningful. Yes, yes. I like this elimination challenge because this is one of those challenges that if you're going to go home, you should make sure you cooked your food. You should not let anyone else dictate the, the meal you're going to cook because you're going to have to stand up to it and you have to tell all these Hollywood chefs, these big-time chefs, why did you, you cook this? Why did you choose this? So anyone who's like playing in the background is going to be... I mean, I feel like those are the people who got called out in this was the people who are trying to kind of play the background a little bit. I think my favorite thing, and we, we, we're almost an hour, so we're, there's not really, we're not going to do sections, I, I don't think, is when Ashley's like, you know what? Martin is French. I'm just going to let Martin do his thing, and that's fine. And then in the end, they were like, Ashley, did you say anything? And she was like, yeah, I get completely yeah. Like, they yeah. lied. <laughs> yeah, I said we should make an asparagus sauce. And. <laughs> And they were like, it's almost like Ashley just thought this because Mateen was French, she could just sit back and do what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's clearly That's what, what I would do, too. She was a sous chef. We did get the answer of why has Mateen not had a lot of screen time, and the answer is because he's boring. <laughs> he doesn't have anything yeah. interesting to say. I that get. answer came out. We did also get to see um, Mateen had his birthday. Um, mm-hmm. he is of course shirtless and pantsless sitting down eating a cake and um, as he's eating the cake Mike Isabella smashes his face in it <laughs> as a true friend would do and then they get in a nice chase and then Mike Isabella aggressively pushes him into the pool <laughs> on his birthday. fun stuff just guys and birthdays you know mm-hmm. and then that was that preceded them helping Kevin get dressed mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah mm-hmm. So they're all because that all... broke through that masculinity. Because like yeah. I, Mike Isabella is the like poster boy. And uh, Lauren, are you familiar with Mike Isabella? He's a DC restaurant guy. This is bad stuff. Bad. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's uh actually it's nice to see the the season because it's like oh I, I'm like putting it like yeah obviously putting it you out see together. it it's like oh him yeah. yeah yeah and that's what everyone says they go oh yeah I see it <laughs> like it's yeah. it wasn't yeah. like mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh this guy did those things it was like oh yeah this guy did those things oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's a real turd um <laughs> he does really like to like he kind of grab he, he thinks of himself I think at some point in this episode he's like oh you know it's me and Brian and then it's Mike and Jen or whatever we're the top four the chefs top. or whatever yeah. I'm like except for you you're not part of the top yeah. Like insert Kevin in there and then that's the top. Yeah. And he just he reminds me of that like kid that it's like you go this is continuing my analogy of Mike Isabel, who I knew as a kid. Uh, like you go to play like a pickup football game or whatever with kids and he's like the one that's like the loudest and is bossing everyone around, but is the worst player out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, Robin, why'd you drop the ball? Yeah. Like Brian like you fell over when they hiked the ball. Like you didn't yeah. even like run out there. And he's yeah. got like one of his uh, henchmen is like on the bench and like complaining about not getting enough playing time. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't want to be there. He also has like an official NFL jersey on. He can't get it dirty. Yeah. I can't get this, this dirty. This is real. 
gets really mad at you when you try to like get anywhere near him to like play. It's like, yeah. no, yeah. yeah, don't. It's like, well, you're holding the ball, so the whole point is to tackle you. That's not how you play the game. You're doing it wrong. I'm all time quarterback, guys. I'm all time quarterback, but you can't, can't be touched. You can't be touched. Can't touch me because my mom said I got a bad knee. <laughs> So All right, let's him. go to the dinner. Let's go to the dinner. They get the courses out. So the judges were meh about the first course. And the first course was frog's legs in a sauce menu year. Um, but then they love the second course. Um, in fact, this is, Lauren, this is where we need your help. I'm going to play this clip, and then I'd love for you to translate it after. All right? This is what they had to say I about the second course. The réussite d'un plat, c'est de faire avec quelque chose de simple, de quelque chose d'exceptionnel. Une pomme sautée, une sauce bernaise qui n'a rien de plus banal, il l'a décomposée. Il y a beaucoup de recherches. J'aime beaucoup. So, what did he say? <laughs> uh, I picked out a couple words. Uh, something about like, uh, like decomposed, but like in the de or deconstructed. Um, and mm -hmm. he ended with, I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> So. That's basically the gist. Yeah, you're of it. welcome for that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was basically the gist of it. It was decomposed. Yeah. The sauce was decom, de decom, deconstructed, and then it tasted very good. He liked it a lot. Thanks. Again, jumping ahead, uh, Brian told Mike to do the sauce. I love this and so much. Then they were like, "Mike, you did the sauce." Fuck, yeah, man. yeah, I did the sauce. Yeah, you fucking did. You didn't want to do it. He was like, Brian well, told you to do the whole we thing. worked together." Yeah, it was like a cut. We were. It was just like back and forth, man. It was just like you know, we're like the two Beatles here. I'm McCartney, and he's freaking <laughs> Lennon over there, and it's like just music, man. And yeah, yeah he did kind of tell me everything to do, and that's pretty much what happened. And he basically played it and did everything for me. But yeah, I'm here. I'm winning too. <laughs> Almost the opposite of last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a better partner this week. He's a really good... And then, yeah, we got fucked over by Michael Voltaccio. Yeah. <laughs> they hate, yeah. they fucking yeah, hate, hate that, that guy. So, judges like the third course, and then Tom hits us with the joke of the meal for oh, the fourth yes. course. Let's listen. Mm, kind of a success. I, I think they missed it. The bacon overpowered the Poussin's flavor. You know, everybody likes to say that everything's better with bacon. This is one case where it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not so. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first one. thing Tom said the entire table. <laughs> yeah. He was that, sitting yeah. on it. That killed the table. Couldn't wait. Everyone's like, oh, Tom. Do you guys hear that sound? What was the what sound? What is the sound? You don't hear it? So that sound means it's time to go to judges' table. The Voltaggio brothers are in the top of the judges' table, and Brian V takes the win. And there was a clip. They shot immediately over to Michael's face, and he is so stone-faced. He's like, fucking guy won. I can't believe my brother won. <laughs> he looks so angry that his brother won and like gives him like a half-hearted congratulations um, because his brother gets to go work with who? Robuchon? That's right. Or is it yeah. Hubert Keller? Which which one is it? I think it's Robichon. I think it's Robichon. Yeah. He gets to stage yeah. for him, which of course means unpaid internship. So he gets yep. a little free <laughs> yep. labor from a pretty good chef in Brian Voltaggio. Yep. yep. Which is what you want at that. They're calling it all kinds of fun titles to get away with, not paying people like, oh no, it's it's not an unpaid internship. It's a stage. Your stage. Yeah. You make anything sound French, and you can probably get away with murder. That's true. Um, let's I listen. think you mean Maldale. 
Again, what what is murder? What's French for murder? Uh, I know what dead is. is to mort? kill. Mort. Two uh, A is to kill. Two A. T O U E R. I'm pretty sure. Because I know. Oh what, man, some listener's going to write in. Un, un, <laughs> they don't. We just, we've been stuck at 39 reviews for a long time. If you want to leave us a review and tell Lauren how she's wrong, get us the 40. <laughs> get us the 40, baby. Please. Ash, Hector, Ashley, and Martin are on the bottom this week, and Hector's a little bit too a, a defensive at judges' table for my liking. Let's listen to Tom's tough talk clip of the week. That dish. But the problem with the beef was that it was underrested. And when you cut a piece of under-rested meat, the juice the, just bleeds right out. And the Chateaubriand was the most simple thing to do. Yeah. Any cook who works a buffet line in this town can carve a piece of meat better than that. Yeah. So Ouch. fucking classist. So Ouch. classist. Sucked. Buffet line. In that town, let me tell you something. I've been, I've gotten food from the buffet line in that town, and I don't think he's right. I think there are some chefs who can't cut it better. Right, Lauren, you ever been to a Vegas buffet? Yeah, actually, I, I've been there a lot for work because it's a great big uh, union town. Um, and I do a lot with unions. So, uh, yeah. And actually, many of them, uh, including the meat cutters, are unionized. Mm. Love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to be in a meat cutters union. That's a cool name. Wait a second. So you work with unions? <laughs> You've been to yeah, Vegas uh, and had a lot of food in Vegas, and we haven't asked you about this for an, over an hour. <laughs> I feel like I failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, actually, and I've, I've dealt a lot with catering staff. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I realized? Some shows do like a pre-interview where they kind of get this kind of information. All Jamal told us oh, about you, Lauren, man. is that you are sort of a traveler and that you're an improviser. That's all he said for us. <laughs> Well, no, Those that's what I said in the true. show. That's They're what I not said true? <laughs> I said they are true. Oh, okay. Those I was going to say those things are true. made up. Yeah. I mean, what the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't know that you had all this food background. Uh, feel free to keep interjecting it for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're not going yeah. 15 more minutes. Are you serious? We're at 110. So let's listen to Hector. This is over now. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to Hector get eliminated. Hector. Please pack your knives and go. He just turns and leaves. I love it. Good for you, Hector. Great power move. For I real. am sad that I'm leaving. I expected to be here longer. I represent my people longer. I represent myself longer. All right, guys. Couple of the challenges I changed the way that I cook to meet, you know, time restrictions. The judge stays. And I think that that maybe didn't play my way. Okay, so Hector's gone. Um, Hector! Whenever I hear Hector, I think of two things. I think of Troy, and I also think of um, Breaking Bad. Troy? Yeah, the movie Troy, when um, Brad Pitt's character Achilles stands out the stands outside the uh, city and he starts yelling, Hector! And he like, calls him out in front of you. You can guys. reference Troy? I'm a history buff. What a fucking un- fucking forgettable movie. You're a history buff, he says. <laughs> Lauren, do you remember Troy at all? You kind of nodded yes when he was saying Yeah, it. you were like nodding. Well, I would say pretty aggressively, like it resonated with I you. I love to participate in conversations. I think that I remember the like story, um, mm-hmm. but I don't Dude. know if I've actually seen the movie. <laughs> all right. All right. I appreciate the nod. I appreciate it. 
Um, was there anyone named um, Hector or Troy in any of these uh, trips you took to Las Vegas for for Union and food stuff? Um, this is me just trying it, to get more prob- food stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, good answer. Safe answer. That's not a very good answer. Yeah, no, it's they safe were answer. so nice. What's yeah. the most interesting yeah. work trip you had to take to Las Vegas? What happened? Uh, gosh, um, probably the most interesting one was uh, like it, it was nice because it was two weeks, like it was two separate weeks, like uh, with two separate trainings. Uh, but I got to stay there for free over the weekend because wow. it was just easier to stay out there than fly back. Um, that was really nice. I got to have some friends come out and pile into my hotel room. That was awesome. Which hotel did you stay at? Cosmo. Oh, the uh, the tro- Oh no, the uh, the Tropicana. Uh, a lot of Hilton wow. properties are Union. Okay, yeah. so you say the Tropicana. You mean any mobsters? <laughs> uh, you know what? I uh, I can't talk about that. Okay. Um, so the follow-up like, question was, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? I'm not at liberty to say. Uh, uh, Reeves, where where's Hector now? Um, I'll do Jesse and Hector. Oh, um, right, right, Jesse. So, and Hector, you know. uh, so Jesse is she's a Baltimore native. So she has Sally O's, which I looked up. It's it feels more like a bar than anything else, kind of like with a tropical vibe. But it seems like it mm-hmm. also has some comfort food, smash burgers, stuff like that. I think you can order from it, like online, they'll deliver it to you. Um, and then Hector has El Super Pan, which is in Atlanta. Um, three like a, locations yes three locations around Atlanta I believe wow. um, sandwich type bar with uh, I think it's like Puerto Rican inspired flavors and I think there's also wow. a bakery with it so they both listen they're both doing fine I bet his food fucking rules and this it sucks that does. he got sent home on the challenge that was like cook traditionally classic French food because he, he's yeah. like I don't do that shit yeah, yeah. no he, he should have said fuck that I'm cooking I'm making this sauce with something I like to cook with I'll cook it how I, I'll cut it however I want I'll use yeah. my freaking table saw to cut this bad boy if I have to do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking great. deep fry this steak and you'll fucking eat it yeah. shut the fuck up that would have been great if you served them all deep fried steak <laughs> I would love to see that <laughs> All right, Lauren, thank you for coming on the show. Do you have anything you want to plug? Ooh, um, actually, because of my uh, previous life in politics, I would really love to plug voting if I can. Another thing that I can yeah, talk we actually, about. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, please, please, please. Brian gets very sick <laughs> when we talk about politics. No, please. Mm-hmm. put Because you, you, a lot of my friends are leaning and they fell in to their Oh, <laughs> yes, the black hole. <laughs> I um, I worked on a campaign in 2014, and uh, I was like the campaign manager for a state level race in Iowa, and it lost by 27 votes. Um, so that's my own personal plug for voting, even if you feel disillusioned by what's going on federally. Um, I think state level race or like state and local races are so important. Well, thank you for plugging voting. Everyone, go vote. <laughs> Everyone, go vote. Um, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. Uh, anything from Brian Reeves? Anything? Um, vote. Yeah, vote, rate, and review. <laughs> hey, if you're not going to vote, go ahead and rate and review. And if you are going to vote, rate and review. Yes, rate and review. And uh, maybe if you want to tell us what you had for dinner, you can oh, leave yeah. a message or send it to us and put uh, hashtag chefs I prepared for you uh, and get that hashtag going. Um, until next time, we are going to, like Tom Blicky would say, pack our knives. This is fun. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.